This is James Token. I'm the guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm Brian Zemrak, your host, and this is episode 296. Well, looking back at 2013, it's just an amazing amount of guests that we had uh, we started the year off with Lee Merriweather, Gary Sinise stopped by, Charles Grodin, June Foray, Valerie Hopper, Kyle Reiner, Connie Stevens, Mickey Rooney, Monty Hall, Max Bear Jr., Van Williams, Ted Nugent, Joe Matania, just so many great stars and so many other people. And we just thank them all for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And thank you for listening to us in 2013. I hope you're going to keep listening because 2014, who knows who's going to end up here. But we're going to be bringing you all these great guests. And uh, tell your friends, and go back and listen to 2013 guests, because we have just an amazing, amazing list of people. And I want to thank them all. So what do you say? We should be getting going here, because uh, this week we have another great guest coming your way, James Tolkien from Top Gun. He was Stinger on that movie. And... All the Back to the Future movies. Who could forget Mr. Strickland, Principal Strickland. And he's just such a great actor. He's been in a lot of other things. And uh, he's coming up this week right here on On Screen and Beyond. So stick around for that. We've got a lot of stuff coming your way. So let's get right into Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. Well, the remake of the Amityville horror called Amityville now has a release date. It looks like it's going to be coming your way January 2nd of 2015. That's a bad omen. <laughs> January is not a good month to be releasing a movie. And a remake of Gilligan's Island is once again in the works. Only this time it's, uh, of course, like we said, going to be uh, on the big screen. And uh, it's right in the talking stages right now. But it looks like this time Josh Gad will be co-writing the script, and there's a possibility he will be one of the stars of the film. So we find out what's going on there. We'll let you know. And rumors are going around that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, may be in line to play the Green Lantern as they try to redo the uh, the, the, the mess that uh, they made with the Green Lantern that, uh, you know, kind of bombed the last time around. So we'll see what they can do with that. All right, that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, well, it looks like Ben Affleck will star, direct, and co-write, and co-produce Live by Night, 
and its adaptation of a Dennis Lehane crime novel. And Matthew McConaughey and Gerard Butler will star in Thunder Run in 2015. It's about the dangerous capture of Baghdad during the Iraq War. And a film based on the life of Nikolai Tesla called Tesla is in the works, and it's set for a 2015 release. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen to Be On, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels, right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, it looks like Ice Age 5 is in development. I didn't realize they were that far along with those, but uh, it's currently in development, and they're shooting for a release in 2016. Insidious Chapter 3 is now being planned, and you can look for that one in 2015. And the new release date of Fast and Furious 7 will be April 10th, 2015, and yes, Paul Walker will be starring in that film, even though he had that tragic uh, car accident and passed away, and his character will not be removed from the film. That is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it looks like on April 22nd, Newhart, the complete Third season will come to DVD following the February 11th release of New Heart, Season 2. And on February 4th, you can look for the complete series of Joni Loves Chachi to land on DVD in a three-disc set. And on April 8th, a five-disc Blu-ray set of the classic 39 episodes of The Honeymooners, starring Jackie Gleason, will arrive. And coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. Movies on DVD. February 4th, you can look for Thor, The Dark World, to arrive digitally. Then, on February 25th, it will arrive on Blu-ray. Disney's The Jungle Book 2 will dance its way on the DVD and Blu-ray on March 18th with John Goodman and Haley Joel Osment. And Ender's Game will come to Blu-ray and DVD on February 11th. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV time. TV time, well, legendary singer Stevie Nicks will make her debut as a witch on American Horror Story Coven on the January 8th episode, so be sure to check that one out. And CBS's The Good Wife will feature three songs from Bruce Springsteen's upcoming album, High Hopes, on January 12th. So be sure to check that out. The boss is coming. That is it. For TV time, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, I was so happy to get in touch with James Tolkien because he's such a great actor. He has that fierceness, but he's such a nice guy. Uh, in his films, he's always the, the, the strict guy and the, the mean guy and everything, but he's such a talented actor. He's such a nice guy, too. And he was in Top Gun, playing Stinger, Back to the Future movies, 
all of those things and so much more. We're going to talk about all that. James Tolkien is coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, whether you remember my next guest as Stinger from Top Gun or as Principal Strickland from the Back to the Future films or any of the many, many roles he has played over the years, he always gives us a great performance. It's James Tolkien. James, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. James, we're going to talk about the films you've been in and the ones people remember you most for and everything, but let's get a little background on you. Um, How did you decide to become an actor? Oh, well, uh, you know, that's, such, that, that's a very difficult question. I'll try to answer it. I, uh, you know, there's, when I got out of the Navy, I was completely lost. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had gone to, I was, a, I was an athletic major in, the, in, the, in high school and then, then in college, got a scholarship to play football in Eastern Arizona, up in the Thatcher, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my life for a couple of years. And um, I, when I got the Navy, I just didn't know what the heck to do with myself. So then I hadn't seen my dad in many years. He was in the cow business in Iowa, and I joined him, and I drove a cattle truck, and I hauled cows around at Waxahachie, Texas, and uh, Eden, Oklahoma, and Minneapolis, all over. And then after a couple of years of that, I decided, hey, I better go back to school. And, and I, 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 I didn't know what I wanted to do, I, but on the basis of an aptitude test, I was majoring in art, and um, I, I was minoring in music at Coe College in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and a friend of mine said, well, why don't you try out for a play? So I tried out for a play that was cast in the lead of a George Bernard Shaw play called You Never Can Tell, and then I said, wow, this is interesting, and then I did uh, a play with the community theater there in, uh, in Cedar Rapids, and then I said, hey, i so then I transferred to the University of Iowa, which had a big theater department, and there I met people who, you know, they they advised me. They said, if you want to be in New York, you got to go. If you want to be an actor, you have to go to New York and study the method with Stella Adler or Lee Strasberg. So after six years of college, I just got on a Greyhound bus one day out of Iowa City. I had seventy-five dollars in my pocket, and I went to New York to be an actor. Scared to death, man. But it was uh, once I got over the. Oh, found a little apartment and got a little job, and and then I started studying with Stella Adler. I studied with her for three years, and then I started working, and then I just went from one job to another, and then I wanted to study with Lee Strasberg, so I studied with him and uh, just kept working all the time. And uh, I, I don't know, I mean, after all those years, here I am, retired <laughs> up in Lake Placid and living the good life, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, that's a long answer, I'm sorry. No, 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 that's interesting, very interesting. Okay. So you didn't have any early high school and and, and No, no, elementary. no, you couldn't have got me to act in high school. Um, I was only interested in playing football, that's all I cared about. Ah, okay. I wasn't. I was, uh, I was not very big, but I was, uh, I, w- I could run, I was a leading ground gainer in, in my senior year in amphitheater high school in Tucson, Arizona. And my coach just said, if I weighed 175 pounds, I would have been an All-American. <laughs> anyway, I, got, I was good enough to get a scholarship to play at Eastern Arizona for two years. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Now, consider yourself back in high school. Yeah. Were, were you 
what you called um, in Back to the Future, uh, some of the students there as slackers? <laughs> I don't think I, I don't really think I was a slacker in in, uh, in high school. No, yeah. Uh, although one year I was, um, uh, my sophomore year, we my parents the year before that my parents got divorced and we moved to Evanston, Illinois, and it was the most difficult year of my life. And I was definitely a slacker. I was hanging out in the pool hall. I, you know, I, you couldn't get me to study, and I was very uh, upset with life and wondering what it was all about. And um, that year, I was definitely a slacker. But when I moved to Arizona, my whole life changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And it was th- and it was through athletics that that it changed. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you have any aspirations to become like a professional football? No, no, but I wanted to play college football, and of course I did at a small college. But uh, you know, I would like to have been all American. I would like to have been a Notre Dame and all those, you know, all that stuff. Right. But no, I I had I had a great uh, athletic uh, experience. As far as acting, do you remember what your very first acting role that you were paid for on TV or movies? Paid for, paid for. My God, paid for. Yeah, paid for. Yes, that was a. The very first play that I tried out for in New York City and was cast in was a play by Diago Fabri, an Italian playwright, and it was the the subject was the trial of Jesus, and I played uh, uh, I played who did I play? I was going to say not Pontius Pilate, though I played uh, I played Judas, and it was uh, it was quite quite it was a successful play, ran for nine months. And it was that's the play that got me going in New York, and a lot of casting people saw me, and then I started just working, going from one thing to another. Now, in 1960, I understand that you had a small part in Naked City, the TV series? Oh, yeah, my gosh. (laughs) You're going way back. And when you say a small part, yes, it was a small part. And at that time, I was so nervous about, can I do this, you know, can I... Well, you know, it's from the stage. Could I work on television? Could I work in movies? It was a big challenge for me, and I had a lot of doubts. Mm-hmm. Now, back then, you you called yourself Jim Tolkien, correct? Is, is oh, it... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. You know, Jim Tolkien, James Tolkien. I mean, sometimes they spell Tolkien T O L K O N K A N K I N. Whatever. You know. Yeah. And I don't really much care. Yeah. <laughs> at that, that point, you just wanted a job, right? <laughs> That's right. Just give me the job and let me work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, of all the roles you've done over the years, uh, not taking in the fact you know that some were you know big box office hits and and you know some made more money or whatever, but uh, uh, for you, what was your the role that you felt that you really really enjoyed and, and was you know? Well, there's so many of them. And you, first of all, you must realize I'm primarily a stage actor, not a movie actor. Mm-hmm. And I'm a New York actor, and I've done uh, 
so many plays in New York and on Broadway and off-Broadway, regional theater, great plays, great parts and great plays, and um, I, I've just had so many great experiences. But as far as film is concerned, my favorite experience is working with Sidney Lumet in Prince of the City. Ah, the yes. first movie I did with him was Serpico with Al Pacino, mm-hmm, and I yeah. played a very, not a very dynamic but small part. And um, Prince of the City was, it just, it just made you feel like this is why you want to be an actor. Yeah. Uh, it was wonderful working with him. Oh, I'm not sure, yeah. Now, was Serpico... Yeah, and, and, of course, I, I like... Actually, I like the movie Love and Death, where I played Woody Allen in... in uh, where I played Napoleon, Napoleon in Woody yes. Allen's movie. Yeah. But Woody Allen was kind of a schnook. I mean, he... he although he's brilliant. He really is brilliant. But he was no Sidney Lumet, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Now, Serpico... Um, was do you consider that to be the first movie that sort of started bringing you into the forefront? Oh, I really don't know. You know, I did so many little things to begin with, and it's it's really hard. That's a difficult question. But uh, I think Prince of the City uh, put me on the map in in many ways. Yeah, yeah. Now, you were also in, and I didn't realize this, but when I was doing my research, uh, you were in the Amityville Horror, correct? Oh, that's a, again, that's going so way back. That's like talking about Naked City or something, <laughs> where I play a very small part and and just you know scared to death and can I do this? And it was such a each one of those was a test for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you said you know stage. You were primarily stage actor. Is that where yeah. your heart was? And still is. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Although people, you know, you do a couple of movies, big hits, and people. <laughs> Pardon me, I'm sneezing. Excuse me. And people uh, remember them forever, it seems. Oh, I mean, yeah. Some of these things are, you know, 26 years now they've been showing Top Gun and Back to the Future right. continuously. So people see that and they remember that. They're not going to remember a lot of plays I did. I did, uh, I replaced Robert Duvall in two plays in New York. I replaced him in Wait Until Dark on Broadway with Lee Remick. Mm-hmm. He played it for two months and I played it for two years. Wow, and I replaced him in uh, in uh, in uh, Arthur Miller's play, A View from the Bridge, and that that's a great play, and that was a great experience. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just it's been it's been great. I've I've survived everything. I've I've had high points, low points, but I feel very very lucky. And now I'm retired. I get to think about all those things, and uh, I feel super lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as Back to the Future, of course, yeah. that's uh, you know one everybody remembers you for that. Um, yes. How did you get the part on there? Was it something you had to audition for? No, no. Again, uh, the uh, I was playing uh, at that time. I was playing David Mammoth's play on Broadway, Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross. Yes, yes. And we won the Pulitzer Prize. A terrific play. And uh, I got a call from Robert Zemeckis, who I didn't know who that was, and he offered me the part. Wow. And he had seen me uh, again for Prince of the City. That's what that's what uh, that's what triggered his offer to do to do the um, to do uh, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So I said okay. So I, um, I I said this is my chance to go to Hollywood and see what it's all about. So I went to Hollywood and did Back to the Future and then Top Gun. I did one of the TV series, then Part Two and Part Three and. You know, I just had a great time out there for t- about ten years. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any idea that they were going to do a two and a three? 
No, no, nobody did. It only it was only after part one was such a huge success oh, yeah. that they decided to do two and three. Yeah. Did yeah. you hesitate at all? Oh, not at all. Of course not. My God, no, it's wonderful. As far as TV, you you've done a lot. You're you're you've been in all kinds of TV shows and everything. Uh, in and fact, TV series, all yeah, all that. Right, you were in Cobra, right, back in the nineties. Yeah, that was a series we did up in uh, Vancouver, a Stephen Cannell thing. For that was that was uh, a year's work up there with with Michael Dudikoff. Mm-hmm. That one almost did me in because I got. I'd done I'd done a year before uh, in, in Vancouver again a Stephen Cannell uh, TV series for CBS called The Hat Squad. Yes. So then we did another one, but the, but Cobra got to me by the you know really kind of there was something about the writing it, it just didn't it wasn't that satisfying. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. That's how it is. Now what about Nero Wolf Mysteries? Yeah you 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 oh, were on Nero that. Nero Wolf was that was that was just great. Nero Wolf, again, a friend of mine, Timothy Hutton, was the producer and director, and we did two years up in Toronto on that, and I directed two episodes, and uh, it was very hard work, but I was—I I thought it was a really good show. Yeah. Now, you've worked with so many different people over the years. Oh, yeah. Um, is there anybody that you haven't worked with that you would love to work with? <laughs> oh, God. Well, everybody would like to have worked with Marlon Brando, but oh, he's not around anymore. Right, yes. Uh, I, I, I'm so happy I can say I've worked with Al Pacino several times. Um, you know, it's um, it's hard. It's it's hard. You know, there are many wonderful people you'd like to work with. Yeah. yeah. Now, you say you're retired. Um, if yep. if somebody turned around and offered you a part for another movie, would you do that? Uh, the, I, I certainly I would if I. Like the director, if I liked the part, if I thought it was something I could, could you know, do uh, with conviction, yeah, I, I, sure I would. Yeah, yeah. What about? Uh, but, I'm, but I'm not. But don't ask me to audition. You can <laughs> offer me a part, but don't ask me to audition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think you've earned enough that everybody knows what you can do. So. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about stage? Are you are you doing any at all? No, but just recently I uh, I just directed a uh, production of Our Town uh, at the uh, Lake Placid Center for the Arts, mm-hmm. and I really, really enjoyed doing that. And as as a director, I feel that I'm able to uh, bring so much to the production, to the actors, from all my training and all my experience uh, and all the great people I've worked with. And it's it's something I feel I should have been doing much earlier in my life really yeah 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 hmm. now when you're directing do, do you consider yourself to be more like uh, mr uh, Pr- uh, principal strickland or <laughs> no 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 I, no i'm just much more myself yes. which, is, which is uh something quite different oh yes yes most of the characters i play yeah oh yeah when i met you you were you were so nice and well thank you We've enjoyed you on so many different shows and, and, and on film and on screen and, and stage and everything else, and it's just a, just such a pleasure to uh, to see you when you're on the screen. And like I say, most of the time we see you on, on some of the roles, you're you're the strict guy. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's how the business is. They see you in a role like that, and they keep wanting to cast you in that, especially in movies and TV. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the theater, it's a whole different thing. You're, I'm a character actor, and I play a 
of a, I, ha, I have played a variety of different characters, and that's that's the joy of acting. That's the fun of acting. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done much comedy? I mean, I mean, I know you know Back to the Future had humor in it, but I mean, was no. have you ever done out and out you know slapstick comedy? Not slapstick, but I, I've I've been involved in comedy. Yeah, I like I, I love comedy. I I, I like. Uh, I enjoy doing comedy. I'm trying to think some of the play comedy. Oh, I did. Let's see. I did. Uh, I did. Um, what? What? Um, the Moth Hard play about about Hollywood. I, I, I directed by Peter Bogdanovich. Um, I can't think of the name of it. I'm, I can't think of the name of it. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Well, uh, um, well, James, I, I want to <laughs> okay. finish up. With a couple of questions that'll okay. take us away from all your acting and everything. Okay. Um, now that you're retired and you probably have a little more time on your hands, um, when you relax and watch TV, what TV shows are you watching now? And well, what you know, are you? That's, f- that's a very interesting question, and I, and, uh, and I think of it myself because I have difficulty watching uh, uh, series as good as they are, and some of them are so good. I have difficulty watching because of some of the experiences I had doing TV series, and um, I'm really, uh, I'm really quite a snob when it comes to watching actors. There are a lot of really good actors that just don't interest me in the least mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. But the ones I love, I really adore, and um, I'm interested. I'm interested in uh, direction. When I watch a movie, I want to. I, I I can tell. I think I can tell what the director is doing. What the actors are doing and who's who's uh, who's who's doing what. Yeah. And I, of late, I've been watching the movies of Truffaut and uh, Louis Bunel, and these these one these great artists, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I that's what I say. I'm kind of a snob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's that's what I was curious about. The the other question was, what are your favorite movies? So. Yeah. 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 Well, lately it's the uh, as I say the Bunel. And uh, Francois Truffaut, and uh, I, I'm always open. I'm always I, I, I'm always looking for something that just has, that'll make me say, "Wow, that's terrific!" Mm-hmm. And every now and then, something like, like that comes along, but it's um, it's far few and far between. Yeah. And as I say, I'm a lot of good actors, lot, so much talent out there. But most of it kind of bores me. I'm, it's terrible to say. What hmm. can I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, hey, that's 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 why the question is out there to find out what everybody is thinking. So that, yeah, that's what that's how I am. Yeah. Well, James, I, I can't thank you enough for doing this, and uh, I really do appreciate it that you took the time to talk to us. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thank you very much. James Tolkien, I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, that interview, uh, it was just so nice to talk with him. I uh, had the chance to meet him, and uh, we talked, and then he said he agreed to do the interview. And it was such a pleasure to talk to him and bring that to you. Hope you enjoyed it. And next week, we have some more great guests coming your way. And uh, we're just lining them up. So uh, like every year, uh, we need your help. If you have a suggestion for somebody, email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I will see about getting that person on this show, and you can hear their story, his story, her story. Uh, It can be somebody from the TV, movies, 
or music, we'll try to get them here. And uh, like I said, if you've, you know, you want to hear some fascinating people, very classic people, very classy people too, listen to 2013 episodes and just so many of them. It, it, it's surprising because I turn around and uh, before I started the show, I was looking to see, you know, who did I have last year? You know, sometimes it just, I do so many of them. I don't know who, you know, I can't remember all the people. And I'm looking at that list and it's just, wow, we got some great people. And uh, we thank them so much and all these people who take the time to talk to us here. And um, I just hope that uh, you'll continue to listen and we appreciate it very much. Love hearing from you. You can email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. If you get a chance, like us on Facebook. If you are on uh, iTunes and getting this, go ahead and, uh, you know, give us a little review That'll help more people hear about us, and it's uh, just so much fun to talk to these people. We, I, I hope that uh, uh, you're going to tell some more people, and we will just keep going and going and going. We're coming up to our 300th episode, so uh, that that's quite a milestone. Uh, you know, we hear people doing uh, interviews and uh, different shows that they have out there, and they're hitting you know their 20th show or something like that. But 300 shows—that's uh, that's. that's uh, that's quite amazing. I didn't think I'd be doing it after 300 episodes. But uh, we're still going, and I hope you'll keep listening. I appreciate it so much. And uh, like I say, I love hearing from you. A lot of nice uh, people emailing me and uh, you know talking about the show, asking questions, and uh, just, just fun to hear from you. So that is it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond, our first episode of 2014. And we've got a bunch more coming your way, so until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 